Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise be to Allah, the Lord of the Worlds. Over 100 episodes, almost 40 different ethnic backgrounds, living in almost 30 different countries. In just two seasons, the Niqabi Diaries podcast has brought you the stories of Muslim women across the globe. Women united in sisterhood by their commitment to the Deen of Islam. Welcome to season three of the Naqabi Diaries podcast, where, inshallah, we will continue to bring you the stories of the women behind the veil. The Naqabi Diaries, our experiences, our perspectives, our voices. I'm your host, Samar, and thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Naqabi Diaries and today we have another sister with us to share her Naqab story inshallah. Sister could you please introduce yourself for the listeners and tell us a little bit about what you do inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is Shamsia. I'm from South of France in Marseille. And uh, I'm a self-directed hairdresser and hair coach. And uh, actually, I'm, I study naturopathy. And uh, I'm a mom of three children, uh, two daughters and one son. And alhamdulillah, I start uh, um, her uh, health coach uh, uh, since uh, March. I had my graduate. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. It's very interesting that you that you do you do natural natural hair because um, especially in our community, I think with the Afro hair and things like that, it's something that's much needed. And growing up, that's something that I've always been involved in as well. Alhamdulillah. So it's really nice to hear that you do that. Mashallah. Okay. So, yeah. um, sister, could you tell us a little bit about your Islamic background and how you came to be wearing the niqab? Yes, uh, so I am um, a Cameroonian girl. Uh, in my country, uh, my country is uh, Muslim, but uh, I am born in France, and uh, there is there are a lot of Cameroonian in France, uh, particularly in Marseille. But uh, we we when I was uh, young, I uh, didn't uh, practice properly. Uh, like uh, today, because uh, I didn't know my religion, uh, I uh, practice, uh, I pray, I um, did Ramadan, but uh, I didn't know uh, Tawheed, I didn't know the Sunnah, you know, and uh, in um, Comoros, they mixed uh, culture and religion. Mm -hmm. And uh, they um, they they do their mix their own mix and the religion it's um, particular particular it's not like uh, uh, in the Quran or in the Sunnah you know so uh, I was uh, in a, in a Muslim family but uh, I feel like a revert because uh, when I uh, discover the real religion. The real uh, uh, way to practice. I was so uh, um, disappointed because I feel like I uh, lost a lot of years, and uh, it it was like I I was a new Muslim, you know. 
Subhanallah. So um, at which, at what age was you when you started to get to know about the real Islam? Uh, it was in uh, 2011. Okay, alhamdulillah. Uh, it was in 2011 uh, because uh, uh, before I was uh, not uh, in, uh, in the real Islam. I was in hip hop. I was a hip hop teacher. Wow. Uh, not uh, <laughs> not in the with Islam and um, with uh, in my life I uh, I was uh, hurt by uh, some situation and uh, I feel like I was um, lost every time every day even if I was in my passion I was I, I had a husband. I had my first uh, daughter, but uh, when I uh, I um, finished my uh, my training with the dancers, mm -hmm. when I was at home, I was, I was so sad. I was so, you know. And uh, I said uh, in my uh, in myself, I said, um, "It's uh, there is a problem. Why I I'm so sad like that? Uh, what what is the problem?" And uh, I said, uh, 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 you you should be uh, more uh, more in your religion, more with Allah, and uh, you will be better. And I start to uh, do research in uh, the internet. I start to relearn the tashahud because I forgot. I forgot. I was. I I I um. I didn't. I. I didn't didn't know how to read the Arabic language. I I forgot all I was uh, I had uh, in um, my shed my childhood, you know. Childhood, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I I start to relearn, and every 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 day I uh, open my book. I. I was uh, on uh, YouTube and every day I, I cried, I cried because it was uh, like a, a, a big, uh, a big, uh, a big uh, discovery. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, I feel so sad to lost uh, a lot of years uh, without Allah, you know? Yes. And uh, I start to uh, to corrupt myself gradually uh, in 2013. I stopped uh, dance. I stopped music. I stopped. <laughs> I stopped, and I start a new life and a better life. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, um, when did you start to wear the niqab? Was you did you do it in the beginning of your covering journey, or was it something that took you some time? No, I, I I didn't start with the niqab because I'm in France, mm -hmm. and in here it's not uh, a law. Yes, it's a it's a big problem uh, for us uh, about that. But uh, sometimes I wear I wore it, but uh, not every day. And uh, um, when I was in Comoros uh, in March uh, uh, to April. I, I could uh, wear it because uh, it's an Islamic uh, country mm -hmm. and uh, it's not a problem 
there and uh, it was so good it was uh, i feel so good uh, to have it and um, uh, my mother too wore it and uh, alhamdulillah but in france uh, with the virus it was uh, like an opportunity with for us because with the mask <laughs> we can uh, protect ourselves mm -hmm. alhamdulillah alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, so, so you're using the the mask as a naqab replacement, <laughs> mashallah. Yes, I'm when it's when it's black, it's it's uh, yes, it's like uh, <laughs> alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. So, um, so when you first put the naqab on, um, did you find that it was comfortable? And was you was you in the komaros when you first started wearing the naqab, or did you try it out before that? Uh. Yes, it was uh, it was comfortable, but um, before to to wear it, uh, I was uh, uh, afraid a little bit because it's not frequent uh, in commerce. But uh, when uh, I wore it, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, people uh, was um, uh, stared uh, at me but uh, it wasn't a problem just because it was it's not frequent frequent but uh, mm -hmm. no problem so you mentioned that your mother also wears naqab yes so was she yes. wearing it like had she been wearing it for many years or did she start wearing it the time that you started wearing it uh, she started uh, in comoros too okay and uh, when uh, we back uh, in France, uh, she continued a little bit, but uh, she stopped uh, because uh, there is problem in uh, the country in here. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if uh, we meet police or stuff like that, it will be a real problem. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that must yes. be so difficult. Yes. Subhanallah. Okay, so apart from that did, would you would you say you've had um obviously you're living in france so you have the obstacle of the whole government basically they that they don't want the, the, the carb is banned in france obviously everybody knows that, yes. that but um so what other obstacles would you say that you feel that you faced since wearing the niqab uh, uh, here uh that the people because uh here they are not uh, uh allowed they are not uh, agree with the nikah mm -hmm. people uh, don't don't like that uh but alhamdulillah in my area there are a lot of muslim mm -hmm. but it's Sad because even if they are Muslims, they are like non-Muslim about that, you know. No, no. Uh, yes, it's uh, it's a big problem about that. But uh, Alhamdulillah, he, if one day uh, I can, I will uh, make uh, my hijrah. Inshallah, it will be, be better for me. Inshallah. 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 May Allah make it easy for you. 
So, um, mm -hmm. so I'm can you tell me about your work? Um, you you said you work as a hairdresser and you educate people about how to take care of natural Afro hair. So, how did you get into that? Yeah, uh, I work in my my home, so it's not a problem for me. Uh, when I uh, have a client, my clientele, I don't have my hijab or my niqab. Mm -hmm. I work uh, only with women, alhamdulillah, and uh, about hair coach, uh, if I, uh, I call my client, I do, uh, I do uh, like us uh, with a video and uh, I am, uh, some, sometimes I wear my uh, khimar, mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I, I don't have it. Sometimes uh, it's on the phone, mm -hmm. so they don't see, they can see me. And I use my niqab when I'm on Instagram when I uh, do live because I don't want some some people to see my face. Mm -hmm. And I covered me and that's it. Yeah, mashallah, mashallah. That's really good, alhamdulillah. So you mentioned um, you mentioned before in the Comoros about um you said that it's okay wearing the niqab there because there's you know it's a muslim majority country so would you say that um as a niqabi in comoros is there a different treatment towards the sisters who are wearing the niqab um compared to sisters who they just wear the hijab uh i didn't feel uh different but I know that uh, uh, people who wear jilbab, niqab, um, are surnames, you know. Uh, they give us surname, uh, bad surname, some people, uh, inshallah. But uh, when I was in Comoros, uh, I wasn't concerned by uh, a difference. Alhamdulillah, they treat me right. So you said they they given you a is it a nickname you're referring to they they have a name for niqabis there yeah. so what do they, what do they like name like ninja, like ninja like you know oh, the the, the yeah. common ones <laughs> yes the common ones <laughs> ninja uh, uh, jawla uh, uh, what why well, ninja it's frequent mm. <laughs> <laughs> So as well, after after learning to practice Islam, okay, you was on this journey and you started um, doing your research online and started educating yourself more about the deen. What exactly about the niqab was it? Why did you, what made you want to wear the niqab itself? Because for every sister, I think there's some differences. Had you, did you meet some sisters who were wearing the niqab or was it due to your research about the hijab itself? What made you actually want to wear the niqab? Yes, uh, because um, when I uh, go uh, to the masjid, uh, I saw people who wore it. Uh, when I uh, look at um, the the video on Mecca, on Medina, when I saw I, I saw the sisters with it, and I uh, look, I watch uh, a lot of video uh, uh, with the American sisters and. Uh, sister from UK and 
I uh, and uh, I I love when uh, I see the sisters uh, with it and uh, uh, it's I think it's a great way to protect yourself. Uh, I want it to feel um, even more preserved. And uh, I, I think it's a good way. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So I know there's some, there's some people online, for example, that when we, as, when we are sisters who are wearing the niqab, when we say that, or even the hijab itself, when we say that we feel that the hijab is protecting us or the niqab is protecting us, you know, they get offended. They will say something like, "Oh, um, you know, you 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 assuming you're assuming that all men are animals and that they can't control yes. themselves." So, what would you respond to that? I respond that uh, it's uh, our own choice, and uh, it's not uh, about that. Uh, for me, it's uh, <laughs> uh, I I didn't think about that when I uh, started to wear it, and uh, I think. Uh, people uh, should um, be more open, uh, should be uh, more open-minded and should read more and, uh, and uh, be more be kind because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem to judge just for the appearance. Uh, that's it. Yes, yeah, subhanAllah. So, um, and on, in, the, in this, um, you know, on that note, would you say, sister, that you feel that the niqab is a barrier? And if so, in which way do you describe it as a barrier? Uh, for me, uh, it's not a barrier uh, properly, but... Uh, in France, uh, yes, because uh, it's not allowed. So if you wear it uh, every day, you can have a problem. You can uh, uh, be injured. You can. Uh, it's, it's a big problem here. But the uh, niqab uh, properly is not a problem. It's not a barrier. It's a. Uh, I can say it's a good barrier. It's protection, but not a problem. So in France, because the niqab is banned, and um, you've lived in France all of your life, okay, so before they introduced the ban, and I know that time you wasn't practicing Islam, okay, technically, so what was your observations before that time? Did you used to see sisters wearing the niqab? And in that case as well, do you feel that the community... Um, for example, the non-Muslims, do you feel that they had a problem with the niqab before the niqab ban was introduced? Uh, no, no. Uh, it depends the area. It depends the area. <clears throat> but it wasn't uh, really a problem. But uh, with, the, with the new law, law uh, it's uh, the things change, yes. and uh, <coughs> it was uh, really uh, strange because uh, with the virus, every people was covered, mm -hmm. and uh, they didn't have problem with it. You know, it's uh, it's bizarre. 
you know, subhanAllah. It's, I, found it, I found it very hypocritical of um, the French government that, you know, they, was, they made the wearing of the mask to be mandatory, but still at the same time, the face veil, the, the niqab itself, it was completely like forbidden. So they wasn't allowing the citizen to wear it as their mask, subhanAllah. So it's, it's very hypocritical, subhanAllah. And it's an it yes, just supposed yeah. to show that it's the Islam that they don't want to see. This is it. They don't want to see Islam. And it, it just reminds me yeah. of, you know, that in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells the Muslim woman when, when he tells us that we should, you know, use where our khimars, that it show is for us so that we can be recognized. <clears throat> so that we can be recognized, you know, because sometimes oh. sisters when they um when they when they say oh well you know when they have an excuse for example they want to make an excuse for maybe not wearing the hijab or not wearing the niqab they will say oh well if you wear it you stand out more because you're in an area maybe where there's not many muslims so you're standing out people will notice you a lot more because you're wearing the niqab or you're wearing the hijab in an area where there's not many muslims but subhanallah that is the purpose of the hijab Allah tells us that in the Quran, it's so we can be recognized. It's not for us to disappear into the background. It's so yeah. when people see us, they know that there is a Muslim woman, subhanAllah. Muslim, yes. 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 Uh, I, uh, my mother was uh, in, in, the, in the street. Uh, she, she goes to the doctor mm -hmm. and the... Um, she saw a woman uh, who was afraid by her because she had a black mask. It was a problem for her. It was a problem. She said, oh my God, uh, what's going on? And my mother said, uh, what's going on? It's a black mask. <laughs> what's the problem? And, uh, and I said to her, uh, I told her, uh, she don't uh, she don't like Muslims she don't want to see Islam it's uh, it's her really real problem but it's not um, the the mask the black mask but uh, if I if she had a white mask or blue mask uh, she, she wasn't uh, react like that subhanallah it's 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 strange how people they become like brainwashed you know to or conditioned mm. to yes. to feel fear for something that doesn't even make sense for them to be afraid of you know like you said if your mother had be had a different color mask on she wouldn't react like that so yeah. why the black color is gonna make her react especially when everybody's wearing a mask yes because it's like a makeup for her. And, uh, yeah, subhanAllah. Subhanallah. So she, if people, it's amazing. Oh, when people have been told that they should be afraid of something, then they, even even if they never felt fear, they start to feel this fear because they've been told, like, yeah, this is scary, this is dangerous. SubhanAllah, it's a conditioning. And another thing that I find... Yes. Uh, well, hypocritical with the, the French in general, the, the French governments, for example, is that when we look at Africa, because obviously you're from Comoros, which is also yes. one of the Francophone countries. So you yes. speak French in Comoros. And uh, most of the Francophone countries in Africa are Muslim countries, Muslim majority countries. 
you know, when we look at Morocco, um, Algeria, Tunis, uh, the West African country, Senegal, you know, most of these, all these Francophone countries, most of them are Muslim majority countries. And subhanAllah, like you would think that with the history um, that they have of, you know, they, they know what Islam is, they've seen Islam, they've been in these countries where Islam is practiced, yet, you know, they're trying to um, create this fear around Islam as if to say that, you know, this is something that is scary and people should be afraid, yet they have been in all these Muslim majority countries and, you know, had their, you know, set up their things there and, you know, and try to implant their French um, mentality and their, you know, ideals in those countries, subhanAllah. Yes, they, uh, they transforms their uh, brain. It's a, it's a like um, they work their brain since years and years and years, and now they are like French. <laughs> and and it's still and it's still happening now, even mm. in the Francophone countries. Even now, a lot of them they're struggling because of the oppression of the French. Yes. Yeah, mm, that's still now yes. still now it's still going on and and you know people are not aware of these things so it's, it's quite sad and it's it's very difficult actually so sister while we're in the niqab have you done any traveling when when you went to the comoros did you use the niqab at the airports at all when you was in the comoros because i know obviously from france you couldn't wear the niqab yeah. but when you get to the Comoros, like com when coming back, for example, from Comoros, did you wear the niqab um, at the airport to come to France? And do you, so do you have any experience with that? When I uh, was in the airport, I, um, I had uh, a mask because uh, I had to change. To change. So uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yes, it was a problem. In the country, uh, it's okay, but uh, in the airport, no. No, yes, yes, I understand. So, I understand. And um, it, it, while, while in Comoros wearing the um, niqab, have you ever experienced any kind of abuse from anybody? Uh, no, no, I didn't uh, have uh, abuse uh, because... Um, Even if I was the only one in my area, uh, me and my mom, uh, they just uh, look at us. Uh, that was they they was um, uh, not afraid, but uh, they was curious. Mm -hmm. But uh, they respect us. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. So um. What advice would you give to sisters who would like to wear the niqab, also like yourself, and you know, you live in France, and we know that it's banned in France, um, but you want to make hijrah, inshallah, may Allah make it easy for you to do that. But for other sisters, for other sisters who maybe you interact with online or who are listening now, what advice would you give for those sisters who would like to wear the niqab, but they are afraid to wear it? Uh, first of all, uh, uh, I make down for all the sisters who want to wear it. Uh, they must to put a good intention because the Nia is really, really important. It's not for the family, it's not for the friend, 
is not for the husband, it's for Allah first. And, and this is really, really important to make, a, to put a good intention, you know. And um, I want to say to my sisters that uh, if they are in France, uh, they must to, to, to respect the law because it's not, uh, it's not easy. It's, uh, it's, it will be a big problem for her and uh, uh, the, the, the ulama uh, advice to us to not wear it in France because it's banned. Yes. So we must to follow the advice by the ulama. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, if they are if they are in a Muslim country, uh, put the good intention, uh, trust in Allah, make dua and uh, Bismillah. Inshallah, inshallah. And I and I would like to ask you as well if you can if you could give a message to the French government about the niqab, what would you say? You can say it in French, please. Um, in France? Yes, in French. Yes. Uh, alors, euh, à propos du niqab, je souhaiterais dire euh, ben, au gouvernement français que c'est pas par l'apparence qu'il faut nous juger, mais euh, et que d'ailleurs il faut pas nous juger, mais qu'il faut aller faire attention à avoir beaucoup plus loin que notre apparence, car euh, certes nous avons le visage voilé, mais notre cerveau il est pas voilé. That's it. <laughs> so what did you say in short? So like, because I don't understand French. So like, if you can give us a little translation. I said that um, they must to see uh, that um, uh, they must to reflect about uh, the person. It's not just about appearance, but they must to go uh, um, uh, deeply and uh, discover the, the people, even if they are vague, uh, fate vague, mm -hmm. there are no brain vague, you know? Yes. <laughs> we have brains, we have reflection, we can work, we have uh, skills, you know? Because here it's a problem, you can work with it, you can, yes. you can go to school with it. Yes, subhanAllah. Yes, somebody asked me, um, uh, somebody, there was even a, if without the hika, uh, niqab, just a hijab, you can't, you must pick up it. Yes, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. It's funny because somebody recently left a comment on the channel, the Niqabi Diaries, and they were saying, oh, um, in Afghanistan, um, the women, they've been forced to wear the burqa now, and they're not allowed to go to school anymore because, the, you know, the Americans have left now. And they said, oh, do you agree with that? And I said, well, it's the same as in France, isn't it? You know, I said, it's the same in France. Women, even if even with a hijab, women aren't allowed to go to school. They're not allowed to have education. They're not allowed to work. And I said, no, I don't agree with both, any, any of those. So yes. women, the women being forced to, you know, or prevented from education and being forced to dress in a particular way. No, I don't agree with it. But it's, who is doing something about France? When it's Afghanistan, if it's a Muslim country and these things happen, everybody is talking about women's rights. But 
when it's a European country that wants to ban the niqab and the few Muslim women who are even wearing it because we're still a minority in the Muslim community when it comes to wearing the niqab. Not every Muslim woman is wearing it. So still nobody cares that time about our rights because they believe that they're giving us freedom, but you are taking away our choice, subhanAllah. Yes, here it's really hard and uh, it's, uh, it's sad because uh, they stopped us uh, in our way to, to, go, to go away and, uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's sad for our daughters. It's, it's sad for us, and uh, if you don't have uh, the opportunity to go in the UK or uh, in USA uh, or in another country who accept that, uh, we are limited by that. Uh, Alhamdulillah, mm, we can study in the internet online, but uh, if you want to uh, do some workshops, you do, you do one, one practice like uh, a hairdresser, hairdresser wants to practice. Uh, you can't uh, be a real hairdresser online. It's, uh, it's hard, really, really hard. And um, really, it, it, that's really sad because we are too limited by that. Yes, subhanAllah, definitely. It's, it's, it's difficult, especially for people who want to interact with others as well. Because, yes, like you yes. said, you know, yes, we can. There's a lot of access to things online now, but for some of us, we want to, we want to go outside. Sometimes we want to be able to, even if it's just to have a walk in the park and meet friends, have a picnic, you know, some kind of social interaction. These other things, and especially those of us who have children as well, you want to be able to, you know, meet outside yes. and take your children to places. So this has made it very limited and restricted for the Muslim women and right. her movements as well. SubhanAllah. So it's funny that, you know, when we talk about Islam and, you know, as Muslim women, we only should leave our house if we have, you know, a good reason for leaving. For example, we have some need or we're doing something that is necessary. But, you know, yes. if, we, if we talk about that, then people say, oh, your religion is, you know, oppressive. But look at the oppression that has yes. been put on you know sisters living in France and I heard that there was even something recently about the halal meats that they're trying to stop halal meats or something like that so do you have any information about that mm -hmm. yes in Marseille uh, yes because uh, there is a lot of Muslim here and sometimes uh, we can organize events uh, um, event, uh, women events with the uh, with conference also they can uh, buy uh, their stuff like uh, hijab they can organize some uh, meet uh, between the women but uh, now uh, nowadays it's raw it's raw uh, in 2012 and 30 uh, there, there was uh, a lot of events, but uh, now uh, it's uh, it's wrong. They closed the uh, masjid. They closed the center, Muslim center. They closed a lot of masjid. Uh, masjid Sunnah are all closed. All, 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 all. <laughs> 
Yeah. So they're really trying to <laughs> they're really trying to get rid of the Islam from France. Allah understand. Allah make it easy for you, sister. Subhanallah. Just uh, I, I just want to say, uh, don't be afraid. Trust on God. Trust on Allah. Mm -hmm. Make more, more, more dua. Mm -hmm. It's really, really important. And um, and uh, try to be you. Don't be afraid to be you. Don't be afraid to be a Muslim. And uh, when you want to start the hijab, uh, niqab, jilbab, uh, don't uh, do it uh, for people, but just for Allah. And um, keep going, inshallah. Inshallah. So. Finally, sister, to end the interview, I want to ask you the last question, which is, what does the niqab mean to you? Um, for me, uh, the niqab uh, is a um, modest beauty, modest beauty, uh, protection. That's it. Sister, inshallah, we'll put the link to your Instagram in the description box so that people can get in contact with you if they need any advice on how to take care of natural hair, mashallah, since you give advice about that. Yes. Uh, inshallah. Yes. In my Instagram, Shamsia uh, Harborista, and uh, you can see a video on YouTube. And uh, I have Facebook too, but uh, I uh, I will uh, uh, close my Facebook because uh, I prefer Instagram and YouTube. Yes, so, yes. Uh, me too. Yeah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Barakallahu feekum, sister. Inshallah, we'll put the link in the description box so that sisters can get access to, to what you do, inshallah. And jazakallah khair for giving your time today. It's been really pleasurable talking with you. Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Uh, and may Allah make it easy for you and all the sisters and all the Muslims in France as well. Amen. 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 Assalamu alaikum.